Welcome back. Wow. Hello, hello, hello. Um, that, that loud exhale you just heard was from my, my first sip of today's wine. Today's episode is brought to us by um, New Zealand's... Oh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, we're actually we're, we're looking at a 2018 Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. Blanc, sorry. Is 2018? Yes. Uh, we're going in the opposite I direction. I know, I know. We, we should always strive to go older, but I will not lie to you. My, my liquor store uh, experience was very brief. And this is our first experience with a, we've chilled this wine. Yes. It's not I, warm. Actually, yeah, I think, so the, this is called 13 degrees Celsius from New Zealand, and I think that the premise of it is that it's supposed to be served at 13 degrees Celsius, which is something like 50 degrees. Right. So it, it is supposed to be cool. And I, honestly, we might not even have it as cool as it's supposed to be. I, I know. That's kind of smart. Yeah. You never think to make wine cool yeah. with ice. We personally have it with ice. So I think that we, we may have to come back to this one eventually. And have it warm? And Or even no, no, colder? No. You, well, yeah. <laughs> have, have it where it's supposed to be. But let's, let's go right into the review because we, we got a good episode today. We want to we get into that. Um, I think it's good. I think it's very good. I might say it's the best one so far. No, but it's damn good. It's pretty good. I got nothing bad to say about I it. I think it has a little bit of a weird aftertaste. Granted, I really don't want to drink this at all, just how I feel today in general. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's not bad. One more sip. 8.1. 7.4. All right. I think it's pretty good. Wow. You know, I, I don't think I would like it warm. No. I, might, I might not be able to go back to drinking wine at room temperature. After this? Yeah. No, I think... The chill, the chilliness has a spot, for sure. I guess that's why people have wine fridges now. I did, that is a thing. <sighs> yeah. So um, that, that might have been our briefest review, but today's episode. We're trying to stay on topic. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to we're trying to give the people what they came here to listen to. That being said, I'm sure you know of our thousands and thousands and millions of listeners. A lot of them are here for the wine. You it, know what I mean? It is. It is we pro- dude, the business we're generating. Don't don't hate the play. I hate the game. They're lucky we're not <laughs> charging them for these. Uh, these spots. So, uh, I, I have three three words for you, Noah. November fourteenth, two thousand four. What are we talking about today? The malice at the palace. That is what we are talking about. We're talking about arguably a top five, if not top three, wildest days in NBA history. For some people who don't know, the malice at the palace is the probably biggest fight in all of sports. Fair to say. Yes, maybe not. because because of the fact that it involves fans. Yes, that is it. May be one of in, at least that I know one of the only outside of uh, what was it Kansas and uh, during the college basketball season last year there was actually a brawl Kansas and yeah there was other Kansas yeah. Kansas and Kansas State mm. had a brawl yeah but the so, fans got involved yes but since before then this was the biggest one and still is probably the still biggest is probably one. the biggest one yeah so um, so why don't you walk us through through a little timeline of the malice at the Pirates. oh man you know that. I think this is definitely one of those, uh, not only that you had to be there moments, but also, like, you will always remember where you were moment. And well, that, not, granted, that doesn't apply to us, because we were six. But Not to mention, this, this was a game that happened at the beginning of the season. Yep. And it was a blowout. Not a blowout, but the Pistons, so first it was the bad, it was the Pistons, who were just coming off their title in 2004, because yep. this is the 04-05 season. They yep. won in the 03-04 season. Mm. And... So, and the Pistons are very good because the year before the Pistons had the, I mean, the Pacers had the best record in the league, 61 yep. and 21, and the Pistons knock them out. Mm-hmm. So we come to the next year, the Pacers have an even more loaded roster. 
Ron Artest playing out of his mind. Old Reggie Miller, Jermaine O'Neal. This was the year he we finished third in the MVP voting. Yep. They've got they've added Steven Jackson. We, at, to this point, these are pretty much two storied franchises with obviously a backstory behind them. And and I, to add to kind of the fuel of this contest, um, which I imagine it's the first time they met all season. They're in the same division, so they they see each other four nine times. games into the season. Yeah, so nine very early into the season, and this is um, at the Palace in Detroit. The I don't they no longer play there, but the former Palace in Detroit, and fans are heckling as fans do, and I think fans are also throwing things onto the benches of the Pacers players. I think there's been things, because this, like, this is like a heated rivalry right yeah. now. Um, probably two of the I most I think there were, pre- there were previous incidences. Is, is, yeah, because yeah. Ron Artest has had some problems with Ben Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's just a lot of mutual hatred there to this point. And, and so, so something finally sparks it. So Ben and Artest get into it on the court. At the end of the, the game, the Pacers are mm-hmm. up 15. Yep. It's 97-82. Game's over. And... Um, ben Wallace goes to the rim for a layup. Why wouldn't you just let him have it? I don't know. There's <laughs> 17 seconds left in the game. Well, I actually, you know, before we, we dive into kind of more of it, to answer that question, I think that it's important that people realize, and it's, you know, it's something that you kind of hear all the time anyway, from quite literally the inception of the NBA. So whenever the NBA started, 50s, 60s, whatever, until the Malice in the Palace, it was somewhat of a violent league incidents like this were not obviously widespread but it you know you will hard foul a guy down 15 just because yeah that's true it so, is it's very different now and so nowadays i think that that's like the watershed moment of the league after the malice in the palace things are obviously different the league is now attempting for that to never happen again right so um, that's just kind of the paint of backstory so, on kind of it so like you keep keep going yeah keep so going. hard ronard so steven jackson got switched on to him Ben Wallace goes to the rim, goes up for the layup. Steven Jackson's not going to foul him. Ron Artest comes out of well, that's nowhere. That's damn good. That's damn Hard good. foul on Ben Wallace. Over his head. Ben Wallace turns around, and Ben Wallace might be one of the most imposing people oh, f- in all of sports. Mm-hmm. He was like, he's like 7'1", maybe the longest arms I've ever seen in my life. Chip on his shoulder, not to he's mention. He's got the afro, gigantic. Depoy, Big former ben, Defensive Player of the Year. Four-time yeah. Defensive Player of the Year, swatting shots out to Wazoo. Mm-hmm. And he just like... Sends one massive shove in Ron Artest. And it, just, and it doesn't really get out of hand at this point. No. All the players get involved. They kind of hold him back. And Ron Artest... So, well, yeah. So they hold it back. All the players are involved. Coaches now are coming in to kind of break it up. And this is by the scorer's table now at this point. And mm-hmm. I believe at this moment Artest is laying on the scorer's table. Yeah. So since Ron Artest... I mean, he was... That year, he was playing... To this point, he's averaging 26 a game. Yeah. He's been playing lockdown defense. He's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an adult... I'm not going to get involved because to this point, Ben Wallace is the only person who's at fault. I mean, sure, it was a hard foul, but then he shoves our test, and then so Ron Artest just lies on the scores table because he's not going to get involved. And then what happens as Ron Ron Artest is lying there? So, and th- this one, I, I, you might have to jump in, but as far as I know, something's thrown at our test. Which or he may, he might hear something which sparks him to now get into the stand. So at this point, well, I have a quote from Ron Artest. Let me find it. Um, I was lying down. I was lying down on the scores table, and I got hit with a liquid, yeah. <laughs> ice and glass on my chest and on my face. After that, it was self defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, t- at, to be honest. I think that that is a, a, fa- a good point. The, it's clearly instigated by the fans at this point who, um, you know, for all you know, fans 
probably act like this kind of all the time. So these NBA players are constantly hearing these heckles. They may be hearing this harassment. They may get things thrown at them. <coughs> and oh shit, <coughs> this is like the ample opportunity, excuse me, for them to kind of retaliate. I think being a fan is the equivalent of like Facebook bullying, mm-hmm. where like you can say whatever you want and you're behind this screen. Yeah, like you don't think it'll ever come back. But to the, you. the screen broke, so at this point, <laughs> the we, screen broke. We have, we have players Shattered. in the stands beating people up like it's a game of GTA. So yeah, <laughs> Artest gets hit with the glass, and Stephen Jackson runs up there he with Artest. So Artest gets up in his stand. He's holding this guy down. Then Stephen Jackson pounces. I got another quote from Stephen Jackson. Let me read. Let me pull this up. Um, Bum, bum, bum. And at this point, um, they're in this. The, the announcers are like, "Oh my God, they're in the stands!" You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first, this is talking about Jackson talking about the Pistons. He goes, uh, "Me and Rip are close buddies, real good friends. But at the time, the emotions were so high, they were upset because they were getting dragged. We were beating them by 15. They were real upset, so they were kind of egging it on, like like they wanted. So I said at that time, if you want it, you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> and and so." Uh, our test and Steven Jackson are in the uh, stands for a little bit, and they eventually, after and mind you, they're they're punching these fans in the face, right? So fans are getting hit. no regard for human life. No, yeah, fans are being um, I don't want to say salted, but it, it is fans are getting hit in the stands, right? Whether they deserve it or not. And then our test uh, eventually he gets back on the court. He's not calm, but clearly they're they're trying to de-escalate well, the, the situation. Head the, the head of the the palace security team. Is documenting. He goes. He goes. It was like a war zone. Oh, but <laughs> wait, what, Rick, Rick, Rick Carl, Rick Carlisle saying, I, "I feared for my life." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Larry Brown goes everywhere. Everywhere you looked, it felt like you were getting attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and then because that's the funny, Larry Brown's like a five eight, sixty year old man, and he's in the middle of this yeah. thing. But the security staff is a bunch of 55, 60, and 65-year-old men. They're not doing anything. Well, you know, it's actually an interesting point that you raise right there, too, just talking about the difference in age. So we're talking about people at their athletic peak, these athletes, the NBA players, 25, 26 years old, however, athletic as hell, being held back by, you know, these older people. Then, so that's one disparity right there, but also you have to think, NBA player versus average fan. That is not an even competition. I mean, from the jump, who cares about their athleticism? It's just a sheer size difference. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. So, so our tests, <clears throat> he's, he's back on the court. It looks like he's kind of walking away. This, my, in, an, in, a mo- in an episode of a lot of wild moments, this, to <laughs> me, may be one of the most wild, is that a fan took it upon himself to a walk. A Pistons fan. Yeah, a Pistons fan took it upon himself to get out of his seat and walk onto the court to meet our test on his way out. And I think he says something to him. Yeah, so I'm speechless. The the guy's getting the bang for his buck at this point. Not only did did you witness one of the greatest moments in NBA history, but now you have inserted yourself into Detroit Pistons lore. The guy probably still walks around the streets of Detroit like, I fist fought Ron Artest. I'm that guy. Fist fought is a loose term. Yeah, so Artest gets a clean hit on him to start. The, the fact that this guy doesn't, the, the fact that he stays on his feet is beyond me. And then our test follows up with the, the second piece of the combo. The guy's still kind of on his feet. He's a little bit down now. And I think our test actually falls down too. And now people are running there to break this up because now it's like, okay, they are fighting on the, on the court. <laughs> and and Steven Jackson now sprints no, in. Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Jermaine yeah, O'Neal's Jer- big ass. Yeah, Jermaine O'Neal sprints in. Falcon punches this <laughs> this fan. It's it's unbelievable. No, but but, but but so this is how I saw the video, right? So Ron Artest gets his two in, 
And then the fan clearly looks up while he's on the ground and sees. <laughs> he clearly sees Jermaine in hot pursuit. And you can hear him say, oh, no, please, please. <laughs> and then Jermaine just clobbers him again. Now, uh, at, at what point? Um, because, okay, so. so this the, wine the, is very good. No, it is. It's amazing, actually. I, I'm not going to change my rating, but it's very good. But my, um, the, the point I want to raise is that the, so recently on the All the Smoke podcast, which is like Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes. Steven Jackson's actually talking about the malice in the palace all these years after. And he says, um, which is kind of a funny moment, when they get back into the locker room, finally, and this is kind of like me fast-forwarding because I'm going to come back to this point on the court, but fast-forwarding when they finally get back into the locker room, Ron Artest, as sincere as possible, clearly being like not being facetious or being funny, he says, do you think that we're going to get in trouble? To like his teammates, which makes me wonder: in the heat of this moment, at what point do you realize this ain't good? <laughs> well, well, Mike Breen, he was he was one of the guys calling the game. He's he's the bang guy. Yeah, and uh, he said, I looked into Ron Artest's eyes, and it looked like there was nobody there. <laughs> there, there, there was there was nobody home. <laughs> can Can you imagine being in the restroom during this? You missed that. Yeah, can you imagine that? What would you do if you were a fan? Like they're okay. Well, well see, keep I in mind, there's, there's no camera phones. There's no camera phones. Well, that's the thing, right? So, because if, if this was today, you would see the scene. I mean, even the the Kansas City one. Everybody just had their phone out. Yeah. They they didn't involve themselves. It was like, this is just part of the. In a way, it was just part of the experience. Well, so that's the thing. If I'm a fan, in like those loge seats, anywhere close, getting the fuck out of the way. I I almost think that if I was drunk enough, and I'm. I'm not trying to blow smoke up my ass. If it was Celtics, or you know, let's, let's talk about the Mouse. If I'm a huge Pistons fan, huge Pistons fan, love the Pistons, like die hard, and I see this in my face, I might try to get a swing in on one of the players. No way. Like I might. Maybe if I was like, if 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 Ron Artest, Ron Artest is nuts, Sam. I I would. You don't fight crazy. People. No, you don't. But you, you don't fight people who are. It's a lot bigger than you. You don't fight crazy people. It's kind of like when somebody's getting jumped or something like that, and like, okay, look, one on two, one on three. That's obviously enough to bring down one person. But it's like when that fourth guy comes in, he 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 gets his head in. That would be me. Like I I would get uh, yeah I'd be the outsider. But yeah. but the thing is, Ron Artest like nobody knows who threw that cup. No, that poor guy might. That poor fan is it might might not even be the yeah. one who threw the fucking beer. Yeah, but, but he but he kind of squared. He was ready to fight. The fear well, in his eyes too. I, I saw a, a pause of the video. He's looking at his eyes, <laughs> beady eyed as six 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 seven. Ron Artest comes in the, the stands to beat his ass. Um, Before you know, Meta World Peace. No, I, it's it's funny you mention that. I, the brawl the brawl obviously sparked a lot of changes. So not only um, I think the NBA underwent like a whole kind of shift in their PR. That that was pretty much the end of that era. Well, like I what said. I know, so that I know that kind of fucked that that Pacers team. What was the exact suspension? Did they lose the whole season? Our test was suspended for many games. I think he was suspended for something like uh, twenty games. And he was back. probably at that time the, mo- the second most important player on that team. No, yeah, I mean even even this is this is Reggie's last year. Is Reggie's kind of like uh, swan song? Yeah, exactly. So in in actual uh, charges, so Ron Artest is. Suspended for the remainder of the season, actually. Jeez. So he lost 73 regular season games and the rest of the playoffs and $5 million. Steven Jackson suspended for 30 games, $1.7 million. Jermaine O'Neal, originally suspended for 25, gets that appeal to 15, loses $4 million. Ben Wallace suspended six, 
uh, and then a bunch of other. Even Reggie Miller suspended for a game, um, which is which is kind of funny. But uh, some some players, namely Anthony Johnson, Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest, and Steven Jackson, alongside their suspension and their loss of income, they had to serve a year of probation, like legal probation. For like assault? Yeah. A $250 fine to like the justice system, community service of 60 hours, and anger management therapy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what they had to go through after that. Did the were any did any of these fans like take legal action? I mean, I mean, I guess clearly they did. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably what uh, caused that to happen. Yeah, yeah. The Auburn Hills police had the videotapes of the fight, blah blah blah, and um, yeah. Um, but no, but, but you know, going off of the changes, I guess that came through that. So the brawl was so bad that obviously the NBA changed its image. The stadium was pretty much not really ever. I mean, it, it was used, but it, it they started to transition to find a different place to go to. And Ron Artest, who at like you, to your point, averaging twenty six points per game, probably on his way to becoming a bona fide star. Keep in mind, Artest was like kind of the guy on the Bulls after uh, Jordan left and Pippen left. Like Ron Artest was the new face of the Bulls. Now he's on the Pacers. People forget that he was filthy, but now he, you know, 2011, he wins a ring with the Lakers, and he changes his name to Meta World Peace. I know. It's like a complete rebrand on, on his side, too. Um, he can't escape it. So, so you know, kind of going off of that, right, um, can fans say whatever they want, do you think? I think... I think being a professional athlete... It's what you sign up for. Okay. Although I don't think, I think trash like heckling and trash talking is one thing from the fans, but like you don't sign up to get shit thrown at you. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I think so, that to an extent you can talk as much shit as you I want. I do not think that warrants Ron Artest leaping into the crowd. I my, see. Okay, so my my take on that because I do agree with what you're saying. My take on that is these players are probably waiting for the chance to be able to do it. They must want to do this all the time. That's fair. But I... No, continue what you're saying. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty much where I'm coming. I'm, I'm just saying, like, they. I think an opportunity was finally presented to do what they've always wanted to do. The thing is, like, I guess, like, they don't... Like, people, you can say that, like, jumping into the crowd isn't the right way to deal with that, but they also have no other way of dealing with it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess there's a fine line, like... No one died, you know? No one died. They certainly <laughs> did not die. And they made history. Yeah, I mean, who, so who, uh, who do you think nowadays could maybe spark Well, well I want like to ask that? you this. What would, as a player, what would, what would be your line for, for doing that? Jeez. What be, I mean, getting something thrown at me, I think, is probably the line. So that sets a good little precedent right there. I think that's a good good layer to hold off. It makes me at. wonder though, how often do do these guys really get th- shit thrown at them, you know? Nowadays probably not often, but I mean back then maybe maybe a decent amount. I mean, you're playing imagine you come over here to the cage in 1980 something, 1970 something, you're right next to these players, you're probably yeah, you're probably getting shit thrown at you all the, time. all the time. You're you're a little sophomore from freaking Duquesne. You know, you you, you don't even get probably in the game. Like slapped on the ass. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think it's also kind of an era thing, which, don't get me started, I hate the era debate on stupid crap like this, but it's like, no, the, the line is probably, you know, 
you probably talk with my, my my mama. Like yo mama jokes are probably dancing the line. <laughs> I think yo mama jokes are getting close to like, oh, okay, you know, obviously I, I, this guy's joking, but <laughs> from a fan, yeah. I th- <laughs> but but that's that's like if you could talk as much shit to me when I'm on the your bench, mom. yeah. But what, yeah, I think I think the first your mom is when your ear starts to actually pick up on this. Like, okay, oh Jesus Christ, somebody's somebody's talking about my mom in the stand. So that's that's probably like gets your attention. Um, you know, obviously anything like. I re- serious harassment. Well, what I wonder is how much they actually hear. Yeah, so to that point, when I'm playing sports, I don't hear anything. Because, um, I mean, there's videos of, like, LeBron clearly hearing something from, like, a balcony. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, who knows what they actually hear. I mean, like, I've personally, I'm a heckler. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm a heckler, too. I'm, I'm a proud heckler. I enjoy, I think it's part of the fan experience. It yeah, really I, is. I think it's part of what you pay for, and it's part of what the athletes and, get paid for. Yeah, but at the same time, as fans, it's important to know that, yes, you are entitled to your, heck, your heckling, but don't take advantage of the fact that you are allowed to heckle. I think it's all good and fun, but I think at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge that they are human beings. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're just they're dribbling a ball on the court for for you know our enjoyment. But really, like, well, because I'll I'll go out to left field to Fenway. Like, you're pretty close to the fucking left fielder. Like, I'll yell at him. Yeah. The one time I got him to look at me, that's a win. Yeah. No, I'm that, not that, trying. I'm not trying to like mentally degrade him. <laughs> I'm just trying to get his attention for my own sake. I mean, no, I think it comes with a, a level of mental toughness too. It's like, you know. And like you said, these professional athletes are people. Obviously, mental health is one of those things that's been really profound lately. And they're, you know, they are people. But at the end of the day, it's like you should expect to receive levels of shit. It is athletics. It's athletics. You know what I mean? Like you throw like a girl. You know, nothing wrong with girls. I've seen some girls with cannons, but it's a classic. (laughs) It's a classic that somebody's going to throw out there. You know, you got to expect to hear that. I think a lot of the line, um, at least I think a lot of it has to do with like, like you can't start throwing in like racial slurs. That's yeah, I think past the line. I think it, I think you can't go to like, um, what what am I thinking of? Like like homosexual things. Yeah, I think I think it's like okay, let's forget that we're watching a game of sports. It's like all right, if you're if you if you want, mind you, let's keep in mind the fact. Me as a fan, I don't know anyone on the court. You know what I mean? Like right. I, may, I may be a fan of LeBron, but I don't know LeBron, right? So he may as well be like a stranger, an acquaintance, someone who I know of. If you're not gonna go to like your your girlfriend's uh, good friend from high school, a guy you've never met but you know he exists, and then say that to his face, you shouldn't say it to a like exactly. It's one right. of those things. If you're not gonna say that in real life, then it comes back come to the here. whole Facebook thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like if, if you're gonna say it behind a computer screen, like then mm. say it in real life. I mean that. That being said. I wish, looking back on the Malice of the Palace, Malice in the Palace, whatever, that it kept going. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if it was mic'd up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to know what the was said. Amount, the amount of profanity. It, it would have been, if, it was a, if it was on, like, a PG-13 channel, it's nothing but bleeps. <laughs> it'd be like, hey! <laughs> Stop! You mother! Well, another one of the quotes from Ron Artest when they got back to the locker room, he looks at them all, and... Uh, he goes, uh, damn, I didn't know we had this many real yeah. N-words on the team. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic, dude. I mean, like I said, I think that they're they're itching for this opportunity. I mean, completely off the topic, but and I don't know if this is a, is factual or not, but I read the other day from Kendrick Perkins, who obviously now is wicked outspoken. He would have been in there. Yeah. All, but, of, all oh, about it. Oh, 100%. But he was talking about how... Uh, 
they want to trade Rondo for CP3 and all this stuff, yeah. and how uh, they ended up eventually. And Ray, you know, heard of this, and or sorry, Ray wanted Ray was the one who wanted to trade Rondo. Everyone else was like, no, we like Rondo, blah blah blah. And eventually, they gave him Rondo and and Ray gloves, and apparently they they fight. They boxed. They it boxed out. it out at practice. So you got to wonder, like, you know, that may, probably doesn't happen anymore. But you know, how many of these like guys who I think what I'm trying to get at is how many people in this league really have the mitts? You know what I mean? Like they have like the fists that are ready to fly at all times. Because that's that's a solid question by Ron Artest. Like who is really about it in this yeah. league when when the going <laughs> gets tough? When the going gets tough, who is really who, going who to be fled to the locker? Like you know, uh, it's, it's state. Rick Carlisle and Larry Brown were in the middle of it. They were there for their guys. Like, like what is it? Uh, you know, there's been obviously you know, brawls still happen, fights still happen, things do get somewhat heated. Like, I've never seen LeBron get in the thick of things, and that's obviously not a knock on LeBron. But it's like, all right, if 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 I'm getting in a fight with somebody, is do, do I trust LeBron to I mean, be on dude, my side? Have LeBron's teams ever been in fights like that? I don't think they have. No, but there's been individual little little things, little scuffles. Yeah, little scuffles. Yeah. But, I mean, nowadays, I think that stuff gets broken up so much. Not to mention, it's like, let's say I really want to punch you in the face, Noah. I really, really want to punch you in the face. Like, you're pissing me off, right? Yeah. Is that worth me losing $4 million? No matter yeah. how mad I'm mad at you? It's like... I well, think it's another thing to these guys. Like Suspension with no pay all the time. Okay, I think no matter what, $4 million is $4 million. There's yeah. always a debate, like, oh, they're athletes, they have so much money. $4 yeah. million, no athlete wants to lose $4 million. Yeah, 100%. Especially given, like... You're only going to play for so long. Like $4 million is a good chunk of your life earnings. 100%. So, like, I don't think, although, I don't think in the moment they really realized how much they were going to lose. No, I mean, no. The last thing that they were thinking in their head was, I mean. This punch is worth X amount of money. Yeah, no. I mean, that being said, the NBA made a clear example of them. Well, prior to that, I was reading this online. um, The biggest suspensions in league history had always been. So fan associated, mm-hmm. it all, it, like I think one of them was Cedric Maxwell. Another one was like in the seventies. Yeah, like, it, that, those were always the biggest suspensions. I mean, nowadays, I mean, it, it's bad. It's it, bad. It's, it is bad. It's, bad. It's, bad. <laughs> it's yeah. You shouldn't punch a fan in the face. A fan also shouldn't step on the court and try to square up and run or test. Um, yeah. Have Have you ever encountered a brawl in your amateur sports career or anything like that? Um, I don't think I have. So one time, this I was playing AAU basketball. I like like shoving every every now and then. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, people people get a little chippy. I remember so we're this is probably my sophomore or junior year of high school, um, AAU basketball. So you know I played I played for a couple teams kind of around the same time, and I remember we this with with this one team at the end of our season of AAU we would go over to uh, Maine to like. It was, bit, it was pretty much vacation. We went to, like, Old Orchard Beach or whatever, and, like, we really had a good time because, like, we were just a lot better than the teams who were in Maine. So, like, we, I think we'd won the tournament, like, five years in a row. Like, we knew we were going to win it every year. It was that easy. And so we, we go there one year. Um, we still win it. But that has nothing to do with it. But there's a team from New York at the time who shows up. So, like, they're kind of, like, a pretty good team, and we're, we're going at it. And the, so keep in mind, I'm, like, a sophomore in high school, so I don't know, I'm, like, what, 16 years old? Um, the coach of the other team, she's like a, a a black lady from New York. They're all from New York. She's coaching with a baby in her hands, right? Like, which 
up to that point, I didn't even think about. Leave the baby at home. Yeah, yeah, no, but she, yeah, so she's she's holding up an actual child as she's coaching, which is a little odd. I didn't think about it at the time. And speaking of heckling, there's a lady um, from my town, a, a mom of one of my kids, who keeps telling her, you know, put the baby down, put the baby down. <laughs> and like, like she, I don't know, maybe she's like, the baby's head's going crazy, whatever. And she's, um, they eventually just like start heckling, start heckling. And then uh, the coach says something to the mom. The coach says something to the mom, and then the wife of the, the mom on my team, or sorry, the husband of the wife on my team, the husband of the mom on my team, yes. um, like, then jumps in, and now he's going at the coach, the woman coach of the other to team. To his mother. Yeah, and this is like a jacked big dude. He's going at it with the uh, head coach of the other team. And then her man gets into it <laughs> as well. So now game is pretty much paused because they're having a screaming match, and we're on the court like, what the hell's going on right here? And, and they're in each other's face, blah, blah, blah. And eventually it gets to one of those things where it's like, all right, well, um, you know, a kid on my team, his, now it's his parents that are doing this, and now he's got to get involved. And then the kid on the other team's like, all right, well, that's my mom, and now I've got to get involved. <laughs> so now it's like we're kind of like in it. And, you know, long story short, it eventually becomes somewhat of a brawl. The, the kids don't really want to fight the kids, but it's funny because, like, we're kind of just in there swinging. And um, the, the, the husband of the coach of the other team, big dude, I, I'll never forget this. I'm in there just like kind of pulling people away, kind of hitting people, whatever. Hits me Whoa. on the top of my head. Just That's when you go for the baby. Boom. <laughs> hit, hit the top of my head, I swear to God. And I didn't know where I was hit. I didn't, I, I, everything was black. And I just backed out of the, the brawl. And I just looked around. And pretty much things ended after that. But I was like, I just got duffed by a grown man. And, you know, that's the end of my story. But that's. That man was in the crowd. Yeah, it was, it, that man was in the crowd. It could have cost you $4 million. Uh, it, you know, looking back on it, it's hilarious. It's a 45-year-old man probably taking me down <laughs> as a 16-year-old. And, you know, just, just to, I guess, wrapping up the episode, because we're probably reaching that point, but it's like, if, if I'm a parent, parents in the crowd, fans in the crowd, whatever sport event, they probably are always thinking, I want to duff one of these players on the court. And if they have the opportunity, they are going to take it. And I think like the, the cameras from the venue caught the guy and it was mad fun. I obviously didn't press charges, but it was it was fucking funny. That's hilarious. It was hilarious. That's like a mini malice in the power. Yeah, no, I mean you're lucky no kinda. Yeah. Nothing no beer was thrown. No, no, no liquids were at me. I mean but it was it was something. So let's 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 wrap up there unless you have any closing thoughts. No. I think it was a good episode. No, that was a pretty good episode. Great, uh, like I said. Great wine. Great wine. Brought to you by 13 degrees Celsius New Zealand. Noah and I are going to have to finish this bad Larry later. Because um, we usually, you know, we usually have a little bit of contents available. We So we pour a cup. It's more than, if anyone's out there wondering, it is more than two cups worth. Yeah, so, you know, we may as well give a director's cut. Maybe they probably won't listen. We probably cut this out anyway, but at this point, we may as well. Right? <laughs> so, you know, we got the whole thing. We pour a cup each, and then we got about half a cup left each after that. But... Um, we'll throw this in the file. No one needs to hear yeah. this piece of it. This is this is the de- the this deleted is, the deleted scenes. This is for the this is for producers. This, this is this is for the, this is for the ten year reunion. The, <laughs> okay. the, the the ten year special. Ten years that we miss sports. Rich and famous. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about the goddamn channel. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>